Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guests for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So now the country is opening up. Very good news. Um, people are traveling again and people are getting vaccinated. And of course, the need for get togethers is probably at an all time high. Been in the house too long, right? So with that in mind comes the big social media invites, right? Because we don't send them in the mail anymore. You get social media invites to any party that you want to attend. So, you know, the ones that ask you to attend the event and RSVP, whether you're going or not going. But now there's a wild card that drives me insane. Facebook has instituted a way for people to find a nice way of saying there is no way in hell that I am coming or want you to hold out. They want to hold out for something better. It's called maybe. Yes, maybe. So I personally believe maybe when we're talking about attending an event should not exist. Their only response should be either no or yes. Putting maybe just means you're holding out for that better offer, as I mentioned, or you just want to stay in the group long enough to see if there's any people that you know maybe, you know, will be a little bit better if you attend it. Make it a little more attractive. Now, I would much rather you check no. And then if you realize you can come, then check yes to change. That is, that is more than fine. The word maybe means, and I'll, I like to educate people, it means perhaps or possibly. So if you have no intention of following through to go, then just say no and don't lie to me. It's not like I'm going to have the party. I'm not going to have the party just because you say no, okay? I'm going to have it anyway. So just like Nancy Reagan once said, just say no, I'm okay with that. I'm just trying to be nice to invite you anyway, and at least stop the charade already with this maybe. There was a famous song by Carly Rae Jepsen, which said, call me maybe. In the song, she maybe wanted him to call or maybe not, but they just met or something like that. I don't even know. I'm, I'm kind of a curmudgeon with that. But So with many events that I've hosted, I kind of look back and tried to do like a percentage of people who said maybe on Facebook as to whether they would be coming or not. And the majority, it was over 95% of people that said maybe didn't show up. So again, why check maybe? Okay, so too many choices for people, again, to be able to make an, you know, they don't have an excuse whether or not they're going to come or not. So they want to be able to say maybe. Next, we'll start to see wedding invites with no, yes, and maybe. So maybe I'm coming and maybe I'm going to have the fish. I don't know. So I'm going to reach out to everyone listening today. If you checked maybe on any kind of invitation on it in Facebook, why? Why did you do that? And did you wind up going to the event? I also, of course, needed to see if anyone else online felt this way. And of course, I found an article. That's what's good about the internet by Jasmine Nahar. She's an affiliate editor for BuzzFeed in the UK. So she wrote an article back in 2018, and you would have thought I wrote it. Uh, it says, why we all need to ditch the habit of replying maybe to Facebook invites, as I've said many times before. Commit to an answer already, right? Commit to it. She goes on to say that 99% of the time it's a trash thing to do. Let's be honest, the majority of the time we all use this as a cowardly way of saying, I have absolutely no intention of going, but saying no feels awkward if you don't. I have a sufficient excuse, or if you don't have one, you know, if I outright say no, I'll never be invited again to another thing. Oh my goodness, the world would end if you don't get another 
invite. Just imagine a real life scenario of someone asking you if you can make it to their dinner party and you say, well, hmm, perhaps, or I'm keeping my options open. It seems super weird, right? And that uh, Jasmine feels the same way. So, uh, you know, most of the time, I think, you know, people are going to take the hint. If you don't reply, that's fine. You're not coming. We know that. And then as for people who say yes, and then flat out don't show up, well, that's another story for another day. And those are truly awful people who warrant their own entirely different uh, post altogether. So with that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. He, of course, said yes, and not maybe to the invite to be on the show. He's a radio veteran of many years, but he started when he was five in New York City, currently on Fox News Radio. Let's welcome Karen McHugh to hey. Lens Burning Bush. So Hi, I just wanted Lenny. to, how you doing? Can I call you Lenny? Absolutely. That All is an right. endearing um, name. So what's funny is my real name, obviously, I have a radio name, Len Harvey, right? Right. So years before that, I had another name because I have my given name and I use that. And people, you know, from the age, it's funny, from... Uh, 68 to 98, I was one, and then 98 to present, I'm this, right? So it's kind of funny. But mm -hmm. people that know me before always called me Lenny because that's what I was known as. And then when I became Len Harvey, it was people would call me Len. But in the beginning, but as you got to know me, it became Lenny, right? So there you go. Yeah. So you can call me whatever you want. I'll call you Lenny. Yeah. I'll call you Lenny, Len, okay? There you <laughs> I love it. I love it. So getting back to this maybe thing. I You're really right. it's feel very Seinfeldian, by the way. Oh, your your, your rant, you know. Well, why maybe? maybe? Who are these people? Who, who are? Why can't they say yes? <laughs> why can't they say no? I don't know. No, it's very good. Well, Jer you're absolutely right, as as always. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, you and I worked together back in the day. Uh, we mm -hmm. won't say when because it's just uh, seems like a long time ago. You're My still... hair was a bit darker back then. Yeah, and and mine My was waistline a bit narrower. I always like to say the corporation was a, was was expanded nicely since then. Um, yes. But I like to do a Jerry Seinfeldism again. Back in those days, I had a 32-inch waist. Um, 34 that, yeah. here. <laughs> he, I remember the episode when he when he faked it, when he lied on his jeans, right? That was yeah. the episode of Seinfeld <laughs> when he, 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 he lied on his jeans. It's, uh, and, it, and it's funny you mentioned about Jerry Seinfeld because last week Lisa Chase asked me who I, if I could be reincarnated into a celebrity, who would that be? And I said, Jerry Seinfeld was that. Bingo. Because that's, Bingo. I just love, I think he's my favorite comedian of all time. And, I, and I'm and i a big fan of comedy. I mean, I go back, you know, I love Robert Klein and Alan King oh, and yeah. all the older ones. But mm -hmm. Jerry does something that is just so brilliant. And I always lead people to this YouTube video. And I hope you've, you've seen it if you haven't. You should. It is uh, of him making fun of winning an award on HBO. And he talks about because Carl Reiner was there, and he talked about he talked about comedians and the schlepping and the yeah. you know they write you know they do two hour performances and they write their own stuff. And he said, you don't know how hard it is to just write this what I'm talking to you right now. And they give so much credit to actors. Meanwhile, they read a script that was written for somebody them. put the yeah. words in their mouth. No, and you're absolutely right. People you know, often have said to me, oh, you should do stand up, and I can't imagine anything more frightening. Uh, to, to do not only not so much standing up in front of people performing because you, you and I that that's that's what we do, but to come up with jokes on your own and uh, run the risk of them flopping and you're still out there. It's like being naked in public. Who I, wants it? I know. I know you. Sorry. I, no. Seinfeld guys like him are just. Uh, you know, they, they, that's why they uh, are who they are. They, uh, they they do it so well. Did you ever see his special? 
Jerry Seinfeld meets Abbott and Costello? Uh, no, I did not. I have to go back and watch <laughs> if it. If you remember that... the old Abbott yes. and Costello oh, I love TV Abbott. series in the 50s, uh, which my kids got for me on DVD several years ago, because uh, I wouldn't stop talking about it. It's a, you, you'd be surprised the parallels between the old Abbott and Costello TV show and Seinfeld, uh, the program of, of, of the 90s. Uh, it's pretty, pretty funny stuff. Yeah, I love it. I, I think the show about nothing is kind of what, what I base this show on. It's kind of a show about nothing. We talk, we just talk and we, we reference things and it's kind of, you know, we, it's a show, right? You, you, it c- is. Costanza, like, that's a show. I, you it's got up this morning. Pal sitting down talking about whatever comes up. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so this maybe thing it has mm-hmm. me, you know, again, I get angry over silly things. I know, but if I invite you to a party and, and most of the same people all the time say maybe. Right. If you're not coming, uh, my late friend would say, uh, I'm putting maybe just to annoy you because I know I'm not coming. But he knew I was I would always get upset (laughs) at it and he would just write maybe on it. Um, But why do people feel the need to say maybe? Because if you're not coming, just say no. What's nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. If I say no, I might hurt his feelings. And if I say yes and then something happens that day where I can't go, I'll hurt him. So either way, I'll hurt him. So I'll just say maybe this way. I look like a good person. That's why they say maybe if you invited me to a party, I'm telling you right now, my answer is no. (laughs) I love it. Let's get that out of the way. okay? Hey, and that's fine. I'm good with that. No is fine, too. If you're going to put me in that basement you're sitting in right now, my answer is definitely no. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is what happens when you have a 2,500-square-foot house and your kids and your wife and your father-in-law, everybody is in rooms, and the, the, mm-hmm. the father gets pretty much thrown to the basement. Because I'm actually jealous of your basement. Your ceilings are considerably higher in the basement <laughs> in my old house. And I got to walk through there like Quasimodo, just stooped over so I don't whack my noggin on some heating pipes or something. No, well well done. Good well, good basement, pal. Well, hey, you know, I, I do try and I try you to, need you to know. start a garage band. <laughs> Yeah, a basement band. Yeah, a basement band. Yeah, I, I think they they probably pay. Was that sing by the window will help you out? That's That'll the, get rid of yeah. the folks upstairs. Yeah, well, you know, I've been trying for a while. It doesn't seem to work. They keep coming. <laughs> it's like the crank it up. It, it's like the Godfather three. Every time I'm out, they pull me they back. Pull me back in again. <laughs> it's it's just crazy. But yeah, no more maybes. Stop with the nonsense. Let let's have everybody. You know, again, if you're listening to this. I really want to know, so, so at Lens Burning Bush on Facebook, mm-hmm. at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, just send me a note and say why you feel the need to say maybe. And if you've done it, you know that you're not coming. Do you feel bad or is it just something that you've done and you're just going to move on, right? That's okay. the one. So we need to find that out. But anyway. You've, you've been told. You and I have been around for a while and we love music. And I don't know if you saw this, but Elton John, who is mm-hmm. 74 years old, God bless. Unbelievable. Um, and he is still going to perform. That's he has great. announced new dates for the North American and European uh, tour for the Elton John Farewell. I love the farewell tours that happened 17 times. Yeah, but been the, going on for years. Yeah, <laughs> hey, they make good money and for no, good I reason. Know. Um, So the Yellow Brick Tour, uh, they announced it on Wednesday morning, the 23rd, and he slated to um, go to Deutsche Bank Park uh, in Frankfurt. He's going to start all over there. He's going to get into, I think um, he's going to have a gig at Dodger Stadium and some other places around. But that starts on May uh, of next year, 2022. But Elton John is Is going to be... Is he going to play the Garden? 
I would hope so. I, there are dates on the website that I didn't see about the garden, but I think he's going to, uh, let's see, he's got, uh, he's going to be at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia on July 15th as well. So he might be doing some stadiums. I would imagine maybe he'll do Giant Stadium as a, or they don't, do they call it still Giant Stadium? Whatever, or, yeah. that, that place over in the Meadowlands where they play football. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing. He's or doing. Pretend to. Yeah, the latter two night stint will commemorate John's legendary performance at the stadium. I guess the Dodger Stadium in October of 1975. So John said in a social wow. media message about the epic outing that was uh, tour of the year in 2020, iHeartRadio Music Awards. I'm going to go out in the biggest possible way, performing at my very best. And Elton John is just uh, good for him. He's a treasure. First concert I ever went to. Yeah. I, I first concert I saw was Elton John, 1976, at Madison Square Garden in New York. I was in the, he was at one end of the Oval on the floor, of course, and I was at the opposite end of the Oval, as far back in the upper deck as you could be. And yet, he is such a dynamic performer. I felt like I was in the front row center. It's just wonderful. I never forgot it. One of the best shows I've ever been to. I does did not disappoint. No, and I did the dual show. I did the Billy Joel and Elton John. That's two oh, treasures. Oh, that must have been something. Oh, they're fa fantastic. Yeah, and the I love Billy. Man, right? I, I've seen Billy seven times. Um, Good golly. Good Billy, for you. Billy Joel's another one that just, you know, he, he is, he's great. You know, seeing him, I saw him on uh, Long Island, which is at his home mm -hmm. over in, sure. at the home turf. They call it the barn now, the old barn, but Nassau Coliseum back in the day. But yeah, mm -hmm. the, the, to see him, see him over there. But that's. Music is, is something that I, I love dearly and I continue to love. Everything is better with music. And, uh, we're, you know, set the, I, I find it interesting that all of these performers, because my wife loves to go to concerts and she mm -hmm. loves Def Leppard and they're still touring and Journey is still touring and all of these bands, even if they change singers, it doesn't matter. They just go mm -hmm. out and they play Foreigners out there again. And I think they do it because the music today, and again, these it's two old guys, two curmudgeons saying the music isn't what it was. No, when, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. It isn't. And I know the people growing up now will say in 30 years, oh, the music in uh, 2050 isn't what it was in the 2020s, I'll tell you. Uh, and, and it won't be. Right. But what do they know? We know it. It's true. Our music was better. That's right. When you see Mick Jagger performing, it. it uh, Can maybe, you believe that? I know. The guy's pushing 80. I know. Mick Jagger, maybe Unreal. Paul McCartney, put 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 them all together and, and yeah. put it at Caesar's Palace and call it the Geezers at Caesar's. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need to. That's, that's great. That's what we need oh, to do. That would sell out for years. Oh, and McCartney is still terrific. And, and the cast could keep changing because there's so many of them. Did yeah, you, the did Geezers you? at Caesar's. That's good. You should, you, you should patent oh, that. Oh, there you go. License it or whatever. Well, you know? look at the stuff that I can come up with. But, but speaking of McCartney, did you ever see... It was about a year ago, I believe, maybe a little bit longer. Things have been just the, the timeline is, is, is off yeah. a little bit. But uh, James Corden, who is, uh, does that carpool karaoke stuff, right? which some of it's good, some of it's not. But he actually went to England with Paul McCartney, and they did a tour around his old boyhood homes. And they went into yeah. the house where he grew up. It was, it's a really good episode. And That's then great. it ends. They go to this pub, and all of a sudden, they have him hidden behind the curtain, and people come into the pub, and all of a sudden, they pull the curtain, and they say, you know, we're going to have somebody play. They think they, it's actually music on the speaker, and mm -hmm. it's McCartney actually playing <laughs> at the place, and he comes out, and it's Paul McCartney. And all of a That's sudden, great. everybody's rushing to get 
they, they, you know, people tell two friends and so on now with the phones. Yeah. They they rush to get in, and McCartney's playing behind the curtain, uh, and um, he, he signed autographs, and he couldn't have been uh, nicer. Just, yeah, did did you ever see one other thing? Speaking of getting back to Billy Joel, he did the another great show to watch is the last play at Shea. Um, it is Shea Stadium before they tore it down. Yeah, Billy yes, Joel yeah, did a did a documentary. And he brought he brought McCartney out there too. Right, but was interesting. Yeah. What was kind of funny is you have to watch the whole documentary because McCartney was almost not going to be able to make it. So what happened was uh, Billy had asked Paul to, that he wanted him to play because basically uh, the Beatles, you know, they were the first really they to perform. They inaugurated right. Shea Stadium, yeah, sixty yeah, six. So McCartney um, he told Billy he said, you know, look, I, I'm I'm coming in from London and you know I don't know if I can make it. So basically, what happened was McCartney wanted to make it. So he told the story to someone, and he got off the plane, and they gave him a police escort to <laughs> Shea Stadium. Right. Yeah. And, and basically, he got, um, they got him to Shea. And what was even funnier was the guy that drove him to the, from Shea Stadium on, on the cart was the same guy who drove him in 1964 when they performed Can at, you believe that? At, Isn't that at Shea. And he got yeah. on, and he just performed... Like, he got off a plane for, ten, I don't know how many hours, right? He performed one place, England, got off a plane, and, and was flawless. How, how do you do that? That's brilliant. Uh, when you're a professional, when you're the best, uh, they make it look easy, which we know it is not. No. But, uh, that's that's the why they have, are still around. Yeah. God bless them. Can My late sister-in-law, Madeline, was from uh, Manchester, England, and she and her girlfriends would go see the Beatles at the old Cavern Club in Liverpool, where they started out. So, uh, and then, strange as it may seem, her husband, my, my brother Terry, was in the Army in the early 60s. He was stationed in Germany. And uh, he happened to arrive at a barracks in Frankfurt uh, not long after Elvis had left. Elvis was in the Army, and he was sent home after his stint in the Army was up. And uh, so Elvis had lived in the same barracks that my brother was uh, bivouacked in, bunked in, whatever they say. Uh, and then his buddies would get weekend passes and go up to Hamburg, and they'd come back and tell these great stories of this band they saw up in Hamburg. you got to go see them. So my brother gets a weekend pass finally, and he and his buddies go up to Hamburg to see this group in concert. And as it turned out, it was that weekend in February 1964 when the Beatles came to New York to play the Ed Sullivan Show. So my brother never got to see the Beatles perform live, but he was sandwiched in between Elvis and the Fab Four, which is a, a pretty good claim to fame, I think. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is a great story. And I bet you haven't told that story very often recently. That's a great story. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things yeah. that maybe you reminded me of. Well, I, I, I try to, to remind him, and McCartney and the Beatles. It's, and you it's, stayed awake throughout the whole well, telling of it, so that, that's it, good. Then. Exactly. No, no uh, promises on the audience, but we're... we're <laughs> We're, we're, we're good. So have you ever, so go, I'm going I'm to shift gears a little bit from, mm -hmm. from uh, music because we love music. We can talk about it all day. Uh, yeah. But have you ever played fantasy sports at all? Have you ever done like football, nah. baseball, basketball? Okay. So I've I have. Done, yeah. I have. And there's been some crazy I, prizes. I was always the guy yeah. picked for a team after the last guy got picked for a team. Right. All right. We'll take Karen. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm that bad. I can't. Well, you're like maybe you've never played sports, but I was talking about fantasy sports. Oh, fa- I'd probably be even worse at yeah. those. Yeah, it's basically you take a team from football and baseball, you draft, and you do all that stuff. But yeah, I what, never figured it out. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, more the, power to you. Yes. So I've done it many times, and I've done it for years. And there's always been some weird prizes um, for either the first place winner or even the last place winner. There's been some trophies. There's been a, a show on TV called The League. I don't know if you've seen that. But anyway, I found this to be very interesting. So uh, a Clarion Ledger reporter, Lee Sanderlin, spent 15 hours in a Waffle House to serve his fantasy football punishment of finishing in last place. He had to spend 15 hours... And he had to sit there. It was in Mississippi. And he tweeted during the whole ordeal on this. It was kind of funny. I saw it. The tweets went viral because he needed some antacid tablets after he was eating. I don't know if you've ever eaten at the Waffle House. you got to love the grits and the waffles and I all have. of the things. But in fact, I have a great niece who's a district manager of seven or eight Waffle Houses in southern Georgia. Yeah, love. She, she's, she's, on the, she's on the up-and-coming uh, trajectory there in the company. Well... They all thought it was completely moronic for him to have to do this, but they did keep the waffles, the coffee, and the water coming, and they were pretty cheery about it. But, you know, he, he sat down around 4.07 and ordered some waffles and some syrup and butter, and he crushed them, and he kept getting more and more and more. And about uh, he started to feel that lukewarm mush that we all feel after <laughs> we take every bite and we've eaten way too much and we've, we've gone that way. But imagine... Finishing last in your fantasy league, and the punishment isn't a trophy of an ass or whatever, but you have to spend 15 <laughs> hours. Yeah, in, that's in a, a bit longer than, yeah. than I'd like to spend. Yeah. No, no offense to my, my niece, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the column appeared, I don't know if you can find it, but it's in the Mississippi Clarion Ledger, and you can follow uh, Lee O. Sanderlin, that's S-A-N-D-E-R-L-I-N, on Twitter, and that is, uh, I thought that was a great story. So <laughs> imagine, and, and I love the Waffle House. I mean, uh, there, uh, if you've seen the movie Tin Cup, they always go to the Waffle House there. So that mm-hmm. was kind of a, but, but people who live in New York and New Jersey, they don't always know that the, you know, no. the, the Waffle House was kind of something that I, when I moved to Kentucky, that I figured out, you know. that They, they only have them as far north as Pennsylvania, I've been told. Yeah. It's like trying to find a Cracker Barrel in New York. You got to go up to Fishdale, I think, to uh, find the nearest Cracker Barrel around here. I, and, and you know what's great about those places? They're all the same when you get in there, right? They've got the oh, little yeah. store. And the antiques and all that kind of stuff. And they keep the coffee coming and the, uh, you know, the biscuits and the gravy and the other stuff. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, Cracker Bell is uh, definitely, definitely a good place as well. Waffle House. So we've worked in the industry for a long time. We never like, there's even people that have done split shifts, which yeah. you've done. Oh, Oh, that, that's murder. Murder. That's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But how would you feel about changing the work week from five days to four days? This has been a, a major thing going on where people want to want to do. Because Americans typically spend way too much time at work. I remember seeing a meme this week. Too much where, time commuting to yeah, work, yeah, as you uh, said yeah, before. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But it I, saw, I saw a meme this week. It was kind of funny. It said Europeans posting... I'll be on um, vacation for the summer. I'll email you back in September, <laughs> and then yeah. and then Americans oh, will to be a Frenchman. Yes, and Americans will type similar thing, right? They'll type, "I'm going to be having surgery in the morning, but you can reach me on my <laughs> cell phone later on that afternoon." I should be back in the office next I, day. I should be back in the office later yeah. on. Make sure you call my yeah. cell phone. But 
four I'm day all for a four day work week. You know what else I'm all for? Uh, when the pandemic began, as you mentioned yeah. earlier, I am a I'm a news anchor for Fox News Radio Network. Great job, great people. A lot like the Metro days, uh, with the kind of people I work with and atmosphere. Uh, we, of course, as everybody in the industry, uh, had to work from home. They uh, reinvented the wheel, basically, at the beginning of this pandemic a year ago, March. And uh, we all got microphones, and, of course, we all had home computers, and uh, we got instructions from the engineering department how to set it all up. And it, that's kind of what you can see in the yeah. background here. That's, that's my mic. Um, but I, I've been doing the news from my, uh, an old bedroom in my house. That's been converted into a, a Fox. I call it the Fox News Radio Yonkers Bureau, <laughs> uh, and it's been working out fine. Everybody is their work output and the quality of the output is as good as it is down on Sixth Avenue in our multi-million-dollar Fox News studios. So uh, they say we're going to come back. They're going to bring us all back beginning in September. I kind of hope they give us an option to either stay home or go in because I'd really like to keep working from home. The ideal commute. I get out of bed, I take a shower, I walk down the hall and I'm here. Um, and uh, yeah, no, you, it, it's, it's amazing what they figured out tech wise. I mean, this would have been an ideal setup for you back in the day when you were commuting all the way from God's country, yeah. to the city to do uh, your Metro traffic's split shifts oh so it's can crazy you imagine if you've been able to do it from home well it's great and, and you know what's funny i talked to tina lang about this and, and right she was one of the first to actually use the isdn line at home to do plj in the afternoon yeah because she was you know she had kids and um exactly she, it was it was kind of interesting how to do it so that was back in in 1997 that was really 98. radical yeah, yeah. yeah. All those yeah. years ago, and 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 now we're all working from home, and I, you know, it's 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 tough. Uh, you know, my coworkers are not always as nice at home as they were. When I, <laughs> when, you know, it's. It, but the coffee's better. The coffee is definitely better. Uh, we we do have uh, the Nespresso. I don't know if you, uh, you know, George Clooney Ooh. makes a good cu cup of coffee, and okay. uh, the, the Nespresso maker is definitely. But it's kind of a, it's it's a niche thing because you have to order it from them to get the coffee. And it does yeah. come miraculously after you pay about a hundred dollars. It does come uh, the coffee. <laughs> so if you like Nespresso, worth every dollar. Well, no, it is the coffee yeah. is is much better. So it's but this article I saw um, Joe Pinsker wrote uh, on the seventeenth of June, and he talked about getting to a four day work week because it, uh, you know, apparently most people are you know we live in a society where in which overwork is treated as a badge of honor, and that's according to. Alex yeah. Sonjong Kimpang. He's Who made a, that up? Yeah, I mean, well, it's not a badge of honor. It's like we feel like no. we overwork. But I think what happens is, is you know, you get a 40-hour work week, and we work the 40 hours, right? We're not going to yeah. skimp on right. it. But if you said, hey, 35 hours, we'd mm -hmm. fit it into four days, it would be more than enough. And I think what happens now, and I've said this, Nobody takes vacations anymore. I, I know when I have days off, I'm constantly getting emails and phone calls. And I... I, I oh, there's I, no escape. No, and I respond. Yeah. And it's nice when you just put the phone in the drawer and just yeah. go away. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody uh, you, takes vacations. It's, it's, it's a time when I think we need to do it. And I don't... follows yeah. you everywhere you go, you know? It's like everybody's a brain surgeon has to be on call 24-7. I'll tell you something else that was a badge of honor that I'll bet you now that the pandemic is... Uh, on its way out for good, let's hope. Uh, people showing up at work sick. 
Remember the guys yeah. going to go, <coughs> I feel like crap, yeah. <coughs> but I had to come in today. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> and we shared studios. I know. You know, were... you take the mic sock off and the guy left and take it in the men's room and watch it, oh. out, you know, or just throw the darn thing away. Yeah. So I think the badge of honor coming in work while sick is going to go the way of uh, the five day work week, too, let's hope. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how, you know, you always look at things in a positive way. You know, you have a pandemic and, you know, people have created things during the pandemic and they've worked differently. Like I started the podcast here during the pandemic because I figured, you know, it's something to look forward to. So there's always Mm -hmm. some positive. There's always that silver lining that, you know, what's, you know, the the good stuff that came out of the pandemic were, hey, you know, maybe you don't always have to go into the office. You can get the same stuff done. I would prefer that no you don't work from home every single day of the year i know i was working always in sales i worked from home long before it was cool to do it uh, Mm -hmm. because i don't have a real office to go to it's in maryland and you know i'm not going to go to maryland every day i'm you know so it you know but i like to to travel and i never thought because when you're traveling as in sales when you travel you don't think of it as uh this is great when you're doing it but when you don't do it for a year God, I miss that hotel bar by myself, Karen. I really do. I mean, it, the things you miss because yeah. you don't realize that. And also the the windshield time of just kind of decompressing. Mm-hmm. You seem like when you're working from home, you're always on the clock. It yeah. never goes away. The, the The mind is always thinking. And when you get in the car and you go, you kind of, you know, unplug for a little bit. Maybe you listen to some music or you're thinking of something. And, and that's that's going to be, I, I would think, hopefully coming back. And, I hope so. Yeah, and that, that would make I it a little I kind of like not dr- having to drive everywhere when uh, the first several months of the pandemic. I mean, how often did you change the oil in your car last year, you know? Uh, I ju- <laughs> funny story, you brought it up. Yeah. I just changed the oil for the yeah. first time in over a year on great? my car. And the guy bef- Jiffy Lube yeah. probably thought you forgot about it. <laughs> it was like he he was sending me uh, cards. Yeah. Are you okay? He was he was, <laughs> right. he was he was he was looking at you know whatever. But no, I, yeah. I thought of that. I was like you know I normally ride you know because I do it for work. I like fifteen twenty thousand miles a year, and I did a little over five thousand in like fifteen months. It's great. Uh, it's just it, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, because that, you know you keep the car a little bit longer doing it that way. But I do yes, like to drive. Do. And it's uh, I do, too. But yeah. it just the, the things that we just did so much of, maybe we don't really have to do that much. No, you know? maybe the hustle and bustle needs to go away. We just need to relax. Right? Just the hustle. Forget the bustle. OK, yeah, I, like I never it. liked the bustle anyway. No, I don't. I don't like the bottom over. know why I said that, to be honest. Why the hustle? Why the, who wants who, a bustle? Who? What is a bustle? <laughs> who, who are these people? Why who are these people? <laughs> why do they all have bustles? Oh, I love it. I love I love this, Gary, because this this is fun. I mean, we worked together back in the Metro days and um, we you know, that that time that we've spent, you know, 20 years ago or so is, is in my mind all the time because there's so yeah. many good stories. We, we, and even get togethers, we had, you know, Christmas parties and other oh, parties yeah. and food eating. And yeah, you know, what was great People bringing it, stuff in, yeah. you know, somebody bringing a box of donuts. Yeah. You know, and, and no, it was, it was, it was, it was a, a nice time. It was, there were good people. It was my first uh, radio gig in New York city. I yep, worked too. in the in in the suburbs or out of state before then, uh, and Danny Toy called me out of the blue one day. We had worked together years earlier. In fact, he remembered me number one. He remembered me in a positive way. It's wow. even better. Uh, anyway, so I I got the gig, and 
didn't know. I was a month shy of my 40th birthday, and I felt like the old man because most people that I was working with were in their, like yourself, were in their <laughs> 20s at the time. And I wonder if they're looking down at the old guy here sort of thing. But people couldn't have been nicer. People like Heather O'Rourke and, and, and Meredith Daniels, people who you've had on your show, Lori Blanchard. I mean, they just all treated me and so kindly and were so eager to help me whenever I had to uh, you know, run into a brick wall, which I did a lot. But they, they got me going, got me steady on my feet. And before you know it, I just felt like one of a team. Yeah, it's it was a good, good time. It, it was. Five years. Uh, and it was f five of the best years uh, working-wise uh, that I've ever had. Yeah, I had the people, three. The people that made it, yeah. I had three years, and then I moved to Cincinnati to run an office because of, you know, Danny Toy and Gordon Deal. And, right. You know, I That's moved to Cincinnati. That's why you yeah. left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I became a DO. I became okay. a DO in Cincinnati. So I took, my, I took my talents not to South Beach, but to Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio. That was the... Uh, good for you. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Hence... There you go. It's all good. Now and you're still there. I'm still there. You know, I, I we could do this all day. I think we could. And you know, you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush. You can follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. Make sure you get your comments in this week on the episode. We also have a YouTube channel now, Karen. You can um, it's it's Len Harvey and then hashtag Lens Burning Bush. And I load the audio portion of today's broadcast gets loaded into youtube so make sure you hit what's that how does it go do the kids say you have to like the subscribe and the notification bar on youtube so that you get notified when every time we have a new audio video um kids. on it uh the Teaching kids us how to speak all over again. absolutely you can listen on, <laughs> you can listen on itunes you get we are on spotify google play podbean iHeartRadio. you can even ask alexa if you have one of those in your house make sure you do say lens burning bush podcast because i don't know what comes up when you just say <laughs> lens burning bush so and you don't want to know no, you don't want to know just make, <laughs> sure, make sure, you, sure the kids aren't in the room when the, you do exactly we are on pandora mom. yeah <laughs> we are on stitcher and pandora also so make sure you follow uh these episodes we do them every week and we try you to bring everywhere everywhere all you these places uberman uber yes i'm here to pump you up <laughs> <laughs> we have it's uberman 64 episodes and you're the 64th and what's that Beatles song when I'm when I'm when 64 I, was, I just turned 64 so I think this is fortuitous that you chose me as number 64 I love I love that thanks you for said, reminding me I'm 64 oh, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry you you, 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 you you only act 34 so that's <laughs> yeah oh, good hey, I've been told hey, 14 by my wife wow so <laughs> She she appreciates it we're all 14 when it comes to our wives so it's it's all yeah. you know because we're just child we, we mm -hmm. do things, we're children, and we want to stay that way. We want to enjoy it. But, Karen, you stay uh, safe and healthy because it's been fun uh, talking to you again. Are you giving me again. the brush off, eh? Well, I, you know, I, we, we, have other, the door, we, eh? have, we have other things uh, that we do the, on this day, do. and uh, you do too because you don't want to spend another, you know. But I, I appreciate you coming on the show. This, is, is, this has been fun. It's nice catching up with yeah, you. Yeah, it has been, and let's not be strangers anymore. Uh, I know we do social media and we talk on there, but it's it, this is so much better to actually. Sure people is. don't talk anymore, Karen. Yeah, they don't talk. Talk, <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. Well, thanks. Good talking to you, Len. Thanks, Lenny, Karen McHugh. The heck yeah, I don't even know. Anybody I'm, call you Le Leonard? Leonard, yes. Leonard? Uh, when, when I'm yeah. bad or my creditors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long. <laughs>